This is a crowd podcast. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one where we catch up and talk shit. That's <laughs> basically what it's gonna be. You know when you did that intro, I feel like, I don't know if that actually happened, but like, I think my mouth made a weird noise. It was like, and I was like, I wonder if you can pick that up while you're saying that. I was like, do I make you do it again? So but it sounded like, in my head, I was like, noises. yeah, yeah. Or like, you know when you do a throat, I mean, throat gurgle burp and you're just there like, and it's like, like yeah, and you're like, ah. <laughs> cool. Those kind of things always happen when you're lying in bed with someone yeah. and your body just makes the weirdest noise. Yeah. So like a throat noise, a stomach a tummy noise, noise that sounds like a fart. Yeah. And it's always like this look of like, yes. Did you fart? It's like, no, it's just the gas moving around inside my stomach. It's not released. Yeah, I'm always like, oh, sorry, I'm just really hungry. You're really hungry. <laughs> yeah, or like, I'm just digesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite often in the morning you'll have like a stomach conversation with your partner. Yes. So you'll both be lying there and it'll be like... Generally over... Be like, generally over like tea or coffee <laughs> or whatever you have in the morning. If you're drinking yeah. something in the morning, your body's like waking up, like trying to process this. <laughs> Yeah, mm. I think it's quite cute, actually. Yeah, a little grumble. Anyway, Reed, how are you? I'm I'm actually not doing so great at the moment, which sucks balls. My mental health is not great. No. And last week, our family doggo died, which was sad. Oh, the boo-hoo. Hochi. Yeah, Hochi. Bless her cotton socks. But Hochi. it was all the right ways for a dog to die. You know, it was like old as fuck. Um... You know, like yeah. she was, it wasn't a surprise. She was getting poorlier. And then on top of that, she died in her bed. We, we can't ask for more than that. We didn't have to put her down, take her to the vets, which is what we had to do for the first, our first doggo. So yeah, there's all good things. And I think also Hochi dying has allowed me, has like almost like given me permission to cry about, about stuff and like let, like have a physical release about shit, which is good. That's... A game changer. Yes. That's amazing. Because my first dog, when Topper died, didn't cry. Didn't even really register. I think I buried all those feelings down. And still to this day, she died like five years ago or something. I'm still having dreams where I wake up devastated, crying in the dream because, you know, Topper was drowning or Topper was ill. Weirdly, I woke up from one of those dreams. And then my brother woke me up with a phone call being like, just to let you know. Hochi's gone. I was like, oh, fuck. Wow. The feels. Yeah. It's funny how we have like a second sense about these kind of things. You kind of just know when something's off. I mean, me. I know you don't believe. You had a fucking dream about your dog dying (laughs) and then it died. For me, I feel like that's just mad coincidence because I've been thinking about our ill dog Hochi and then you know those are the emotions and the my my brain processing that and it just happened to be on the same day i love but that shit were you expecting it to happen that day no otherwise we no i think we would have been like it's time yeah but she was, I, I don't i think there's i think there's some something psychic going 
on Harry. Well, I do see ghosts and I don't believe in ghosts, so some shit's going <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. It's flashback to the Halloween episode where Reed told us her story where she saw an actual ghost. An actual ghost. Oh my God, that actually... That actually brings me on to a really funny story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard, you know what, you know what a meet cute is? Yes. Remind you me. You meet someone in real life. Oh, you meet someone in real life. It's basically like when you're dating, uh-huh. it's like not on a dating app. Like, you, oh my God, oh, you meet someone in real life. Okay, right. It's called a meet cute. New lingo. So the other day I was up at a viewpoint um, called Stunt Road and quite often like people come up there on their motorbikes or in their fancy cars because it's like a really cool road to drive around it's really windy and it's like through the canyons um, amazing amazing views and there was a guy that stopped just in front of where I parked my Mustang and he had Harley and he came over to me and was like can you can you take a photo? Can you take a photo of me? And we full on had like a little photo shoot because he was like, no, not that angle. Like move this angle. And like, and then he'd look at the photos and he'd be like, oh, that photo's great, but my face isn't great. And I was like, what are you talking? He was quite hot. Oh, really? He was was buff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, so I retook the photos and then at the end of the little communication, I was like, oh, you should take, you should definitely credit me in the, in the photo. Oh, of course. So that's, that he could take Florence my Instagram. <laughs> what brings this onto spirit is that he started chatting to me. He messaged me later that evening being like, hey, Florence, it was really great to meet you today. And then he ended up sending me a link to a YouTube video. He was he was like, oh, just randomly watching this. And it was like some guy talking about talking to spirits and the afterlife. And I was like, okay, this- What an odd thing to is, send. This is a really, right? <laughs> like okay. the first conversation that you have with someone. And then he was like, uh, you know, like I've been really getting into like souls. Like there's this place where like your souls prepare before they're on the what in the world. And then like all the ghosts and paranormal activity that happens. And I don't know, he, he was like, I, I had a really amazing experience with a psychic a few years ago and it's like changed my life I mean and it was just a real imagine just coming (laughs) into a new person like the first thing that you start talking about is this like hocus pocus I I guess he must that must be really important for him what do you call it on like um, a dating app where you're like this is like a no go or like has to be a deal breaker maybe it's a deal breaker so he's like must believe in ghosts sending you like the <laughs> ultimate shit to like prepare prep you and be like how do you feel about this yeah. wait for the answer would how did you respond i was like oh that's definitely very interesting <laughs> <laughs> and i said i don't what did i say i said like i don't not believe in all this stuff mm. like i i believe that there could be um something out there like open to learn more about it really um but then what happened the next day is I I was like oh so what are you up to today and he was like oh I'm going for a lunch date and then I'm doing this going to a friend's party and then in the same paragraph that he wrote to me he was like as for dating 
at the moment, I'm just looking to meet new people. I just got out of a long-term thing in March. And I was like, this is odd. I didn't even ask anything about dating. What do you think that means? Well, he obviously fancies you. And I feel like he's trying to figure out the spirituality between you and him. And if you're on the same path and if this might work, but not asking you directly, very much on the safe plane of, I'm going to let you know about this stuff. I'm going to ask you about this stuff, but not be like, do you want to go on a fucking date? Yeah, I think he was saying like, I don't want to date. I want to fuck. How how did you get that? Because it was... Because he was like, I'm not looking for any, like, I'm just meeting new people. Like, I'm not looking for anything serious. But that's basically what he was saying. Yeah, fair. Or was he just saying, was he thinking like, oh, this girl obviously really fancies me. And I'm just going to let her know that I'm not dating. And I just wanted to be like, I was just being friendly. Potentially. I mean, it could literally be one of a thousand answers. And the thing is, you won't know (laughs) until you ask him. There's no point racking your brain over it. You can either ask him directly and find out because we're adults now. We can ask shit like that and be like, hey, um, are you insinuating? Just to be clear on the situation. Um, Or just just say what you want. Be like, yeah, me too. Uh, Would you be down to fuck? Or let's go on a date, you know? Um, And then maybe find out what he means more in person because it's so hard over text. Yeah, well, I've only got two days left here, so fuck that. I don't have time. You sure? That's enough time for a fuck. (laughs) I don't know. If you didn't, I feel like if you really wanted to fuck him, if you got that kind of vibe from him and you were like, yeah, "Yeah, it, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. He was quite shy. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, maybe Which just makes me, like, awkward. Not down to fuck, yeah. And that's fair enough. And yeah. he could... He, you're right. He could have been stating it as, just to let you know, before you assume anything or go anywhere or, yeah, that this is... This is... I'm laying it down. Little does he yeah. know is that you have a different or, agenda. <laughs> or was he saying, because he had previously said that he was going on a lunch date, he was explaining his dating situation that meant that he could also date other people? Again, could be any... I'm reading into yeah, it way, way too, too much. much. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he is. He's probably not sitting there overthinking it. I don't think so, no. Uh, I mean, I don't even really care. I'm just, I was going to say, Just what? Uh, talking about it for the podcast. Why do we even read into these things when it's like, ah, I didn't even want to fuck him. I don't really want to know. I'm, I'm out of here, yeah, you know? Just, just, I just, I'm fascinated with people. Yeah, it that's, is that's It is interesting. It's like, what, what caused you to get to that place? But of course, like, that's that's like a whole question journey that thing in itself even if he explained it all we probably still wouldn't understand like like how do we get to where we are now and why do we say the things that we say when it comes to sex romance probably just like years and years of shit anyway it was cute meeting someone like that yeah that is a very like romantic way to meet someone yeah so like i'll write it into a romance story nice and it's called a meet meet cute as in like c-u-t-e Meet cute. Yeah. Huh. Cute. Meet cute. That's so cute. Holy shit. 
So we were in LA together. Hey, oh. Los Angeles, baby. Yeah, it was it was such yeah. a good trip. Florence and I had been talking about doing it for what years, and we finally managed to get out there. Yeah, literally. Um, Florence got to show me all the fun bits and also drive my sweet ass around. God damn. Oh my god, but it was my absolute pleasure because we got the sickest car. It was it was insane for just a small birthday insane. upgrade it's still insane that's the first thing i tell people i'm like it's like oh how did you enjoy that it's like wow we got to drive around in a mustang convertible yeah and every time a bassy song comes on now i'm just like i just want to be in the mustang again like <laughs> such a fucking advert for a just car ridiculous yeah. mustang for oh mustang if you're hearing this now please sponsor the podcast and both give us cars <laughs> I'll take an electric one when they're made. Thank you. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Oh my God, I need it in my life. I'm so, we, we bang cars so much. We bang them. Every time I see a nice car, I'm like, wish Florence was here to see the nice car too. Yeah. We had a really funny moment on the freeway, didn't we? With a black matte Lamborghini. We had several moments on the freeway. But yeah, we ended up doing freeway. some like proper car. Freeway? The freeway. <laughs> um, we ended up doing some proper car flirting of like, like, yeah. oh my God, two hot boys in a hot convertible car. And we're like, hi. And they followed us. <laughs> driving a little bit following us like making the hold them back again hello (laughs) I fucking hope that's how I car flirt (sighs) I was in my like car get up which is my cap and glasses which is not hot what people don't tell you when you get a convertible is if you have long hair your hair is fucked (laughs) it is fucked Fucked. you have to tie it up and put a cap on you can't you can't get away with long hair otherwise you end up getting to your place like a complete haystack yeah Yeah. you know what I haven't done Mm. I haven't fucked in the convertible (gasps) that's sad isn't it it's not very comfortable it won't be very comfortable I'm not why uh, yeah exactly I'm not into I feel like the only way that car sex would actually be good is if you're so into that person that is always going to be good you know or if you're really into the car but you're doing it mainly for the car (laughs) You've if got you're like, just fucking on the bonnet of the car yes. because you're into the car. You're like, yes, I'm basically fucking my Mustang. Yes, yeah. And it's on. It would be too hot in LA though. Like the amount of times we got into the car and literally yeah. burnt ourselves, even with the roof up, mm-hmm. burnt ourselves because it was just like so hot. Our little bottoms. Oh, little bottoms and bigs. Yeah. <laughs> we also had another funny time. Would you like to divulge your drum and bass night story. Oh yes. Okay, so my DMB night, um Florence wanted to get laid. She was a LA fuck buddy out there and I luckily yeah, found I a drum and bass night um which there isn't very many of in LA and so Florence <laughs> mummy dropped me off at the drum and bass night and I went there and yeah. partied alone while she got laid. And it was yeah. And then mummy went to get to get a bang. Yeah, but we went to get banged. And then we reconvened back at home. Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah. It was also one of those nights where I was like, I'm not going to drink anything. And then before you know it, everyone's buying you drinks. And then you got wasted. Yeah, fully yeah. like American white girl wasted. 
Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to get laid before my birthday. That was my thing. Yeah. I was just like, must have sex before my birthday. Needed to happen. Had to be done. I did. I had like, I had one of those horny itches mm. that needed to be scratched. Yeah. Yeah. Needed to have an orgasm, basically. Yeah. Which was kind of annoying because I, you know how I had sort of, I think I preempted the whole night with, oh, this guy... I have an orgasm with him really quickly because his dick fits like a glove. And um, I was just two in my head mm-hmm. for the first round. I was two in my head because I was like, I need this so badly. Yeah. All I want is to have an orgasm. And it was great, but I was like really frustrated. Yeah. And then we finished. I went to the toilet and then I got back into the bed and I was like, can we go again? Would you be up for round two? And luckily, he was. He was, yeah. Which is rare. I feel for a guy like to like. Yeah, that is rare, especially that quick after. They need like a good, yeah. some good downtime. Actually, even most people just need some good downtime. But I do find yeah. that with G spot orgasms, I need to fuck at least twice to be able to like have them happen. Um, and you have to be really yeah, fucking because you horny. need to get out of your head. Yeah, mm-hmm. it almost needs to be like a fuck that you're not planning. That you're, you know, that just either yeah. happens, or again when you're when you're fucking hungover, and you're just like, oh fuck it, whatever, like like I'm just horny. That's yeah. So or when true. you've been fucking loads. Otherwise, it's I think it's really hard to have a G spot orgasm the first time you fuck. Yeah, real yeah, yeah. Um, Round two happened almost immediately, so yes. that was a tip from me. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I was like, you know, when you come and you're literally just lying <laughs> just there, tough. like, okay, now please wind this up and I was like come on baby come for me (laughs) classic (laughs) I want you to come inside me what do you want in (laughs) so we also did an amazing photo shoot out there together which we cannot wait to release the photos on and this was with I guess our friend now, Carlo, who is named Sunday Morning View on Instagram, who does incredible photography, but very much about like body positivity, empowering the body. He's very much like, I do not want to edit the photos. I want you to come without makeup. I want you to come with your real body and your real attitude and photo all of it. He's very very much like into taking photos of stretch marks and body rolls and all the stereotypical Mm. non-sexy parts of a person and it's just it was just such a magical shoot it was just so great it it makes you feel so confident and beautiful Mm -hmm. regardless of all those things that the media has told us aren't beautiful like that if you go on his page there's something awesome photos mm-hmm. of stretch marks and say cellulite yeah. she just looks banging yeah like it looks so good it looks like like art. these are just bodies you know mm-hmm. yeah um and it was just really nice being able to us shoot together as well it was like really we vlogged yeah. the whole thing so the whole <laughs> thing's going up on youtube um so yeah, yeah if you it's wanna, an awesome video if you want to check that out it's either out already or it's coming out but um, that will be there yeah. and we will be releasing the photos soon and there's going to be some great couples shots oh my god yes we got seriously intimate I wonder if we can how much we can show probably some of it's going to maybe slip on like the, the behind the scenes footage is going to go on OnlyFans because there's a lot of tit out 
So much tears. So much titties. Um, but yeah, that was a really great experience. So yeah, I, I grew out my pubes for this shoot because I really wanted to show people you can have pubes. But of course, like, you know me, I like, I, you know, I trimmed mine back into a little heart shape. Did you? Yeah, it was a little heart shape. Aww. Yeah. That is so cute. So cute. I'm loving it. Did you it. take pictures? I did, yes. They're all have you still got it? Have you still got it in a heart? Uh, it's not a very well kept heart, but yeah, it's a heart. <laughs> I need to go back over it. <laughs> I've never done shapes in my pubes before, but go off. Holy shit. Talking of pubes, this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. They're all about below-the-waist grooming. Now, Florence and I love pubes, but sometimes when you're receiving one of those hardcore blowjobs and all you can see are hairy balls swinging in your face, it would be so nice if my partner were like, hmm, you know what? Gonna take it all off there, see what happens. Or when someone asks you to put that whole ball sack in your mouth to give it a little suckle, you know, it feels quite good. It's kind of nicer when there's not pubes involved. I mean, come on, who doesn't like sucking on that shaven haven? So Manscaped are here to make all your dreams come true, to keep things running smoothly with their recently launched performance package 4.0, which is the ultimate bundle for men or women if you just want to trim your pubes. It includes the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose trimmer, and a deodorant, toner, boxes, and even a travel bag to take your goodies with you on the go. The trimmer even comes with an LED spotlight so you can see where you're trimming and get a more precise shave. And as a special treat, curious fuckers, we're giving you a 20% off plus free shipping with the code GIVEN. That's G-I-V-E-N for 20% off and free shipping when you visit manscaped.com. <gasps> I got laid. Oh, we did fucking Pride. We did LA Pride and I got laid during LA Pride as well. That was You good. did. Mm-hmm. LA Pride was very much a vibe. It was so, so good. It was like sunshine, palm trees, good, like amazing, excited people. Yeah. The parade was really, really awesome. We were with our friend Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey and Lauren. Um, mm-hmm. And they're, you know, Kelsey's got an amazing podcast. Lauren's got a YouTube channel. It was really nice hanging out with those two. Tell us more about the lay. <laughs> we fully dressed up. So the lay was Florence and I were at a little cafe having a drink and our waiter Florence is literally <laughs> you're like Reed oh yeah the waiter's pretty cute and I was like oh, okay yeah all right but when he came I was like oh fuck like really cute not just like all right okay cool but, yeah um you were like so dumbstruck that you verbally just vomited out that he was very attractive to him and yeah. he did not know what to do yeah yeah I, th- I can't hold that shit in man I was just like holy fucking shit like you know Florence said you were cute but like you are really fucking cute like what the fuck and he was like oh, oh shit okay and I was like fuck I'm sorry if I'm making you uncomfortable I can't keep it in um yeah he was yeah he was a he was a gorgeous man very like like classic handsome type kind of dude mm. and then yeah we got each other's numbers and it didn't look like we were going to sync up because we were just so fucking busy and he lived quite far away yeah. and there was like a really opportune moment just after we were at pride and Florence went yeah. back to Kelsey's house to hang out and then yeah. I invited this guy over and we had a drink in our hotel and then I quickly quickly had a shag up in our room which was yeah really surprisingly very good 
It was like for a first time fuck, I was shocked at how good it was. And you were on your period too. And I was on my period. I'd already pre-warned him. I was like, what's your thoughts on period sex? And he was like, isn't that a quite... Yeah, I'm like telling someone that you're just going to have like a one-off, one-night stand with yeah. that you're on your period is quite like a... I feel for me, I'm always... If it's a one-off or it's the first time, I would never want to be on my period. But if it's just like a partner, then I wouldn't care. Yes, yeah. I, I feel like I would almost care less. Oh, you know, I'd, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I was just like... But I mean, it's such a go. normal thing. Yeah, especially because period, it's hardly... Uh, there's only like a couple of days where you are super bloody and the blood's gonna go everywhere most of the time when you fuck on your period it's kind of like that brown dischargey goop and if you use lube and condoms you barely notice the blood I mean sometimes there has been massacres but like it just fucking happens you're getting laid so what like get over it yeah Um, I did notice on my pillow in the morning that there was a blood thing like handprint (laughs) yeah Florence was like please don't fuck on my side of the bed and I was like okay we didn't we literally pushed all the pillows out of the way um, and I don't know what happened somehow (laughs) I genuinely don't know how that fingerprint got there don't know whether it was mine or his I'm not sure Um, I think one of the reasons why it was so good is because I really wasn't expecting it to be good I was honestly, and this is so bad because I did judge him. I expected him to be Mm. young and inexperienced and not to be communicative and just be in it for his own pleasure. And he was none of those things. Um, Wow, yeah. And he was really honest from the beginning. I think that's what changed everything is we had a really honest conversation and he was very open about him not having a lot of sex and it had been seven months since the last time he had sex because he hasn't really pursuing sex. And I was like really wowed by his honesty, um, especially with the delayed ejaculation stuff. I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Thank you for telling me that. So as soon as he mentioned he had an issue with um, having an orgasm, I was like, okay, well, let's take coming off the table. Let's take the pressure away. Yeah, you don't expect amazing. me to come. I'm not going to expect you to come. Let's just go up, have some fun, fool around, explore each other's bodies. Um, and I think that really helped. I think it helped with him and and also with me. I had no expectations to come and I ended up having like geez, yeah. orgasms and I was a bit like, what the fuck? That's what all sex should be like. We should always mm-hmm. take away the orgasm really yeah because that's when we like when you properly enjoy the session oh yeah and it's not just about like getting to the goal whereas like you know when i had sex it was all about the goal and then i was frustrated at the end and like ah this Mm -hmm. is really annoying because i was just expecting to have the orgasm yeah whereas you just took that off the table and had a really great time yeah i'm I'm maybe maybe i gotta just do it forever because i still do that i still go okay we're having sex i want to have an orgasm and sometimes it's just so hard to reach and really frustrating and yeah. sometimes it's like oh may as well give up fuck this shit yeah yeah maybe we would just orgasm more if we just didn't even try <laughs> yeah yeah it's maybe we would true. but it's so hard to change that in your brain you know it's like yeah, oh yeah okay is. well fine i'll take off orgasms but like you really have to but work you still hard. want an orgasm <laughs> <laughs> like the real you is very much like nah, you like, want the come on. yeah yeah it's, like, it's hard like i still want to come i still want to have that climax yeah i'm so horny <laughs> sam and i we this is the first time that we really tried to go full 
full hog on our non-monogamous relationship was he was away in New York at the same yes. time. And um, and it was like, yeah, we had conversations about it a couple of weeks beforehand. Like, how do you feel about being fully non-monogamous? And it was like yeah. a good conversation. And um, we chatted about worries. We chatted about things that we weren't comfortable with, that we were comfortable with. Um, how to d- talk about it and discuss it when we come back so as well. Good. I think that was really important. I find out, I've, I mean, I've realized that I want to know immediately, like the same day. I want you to be like, well, I wanted Sam to be like, hey, I just had sex. And I wanted to talk about it immediately. But Sam is very different in that he wants to talk about it later, afterwards, when we're back together. So it's it's kind of like working that out. Um, and how Compromises. The, yeah, the compromise and how to work out the communication properly. Um, and it worked out. Like Sam got so lucky, like so lucky on his trip. And we had such a good conversation Amazing. coming back. And I was so proud of him. And I was so proud of us for getting there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was I'm really proud. That's, that's like a new step, especially for like an existing relationship that wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily non-monogamous. And then, you know, taking the big, brave dive into it is, is really big. But yeah. do you feel like, potentially it was easier because you built the foundation before like do you think it was good to have the foundation of monogamy before i don't know actually or no difference um, i feel like it definitely helped that we were both on holiday because it it was less i think that was a big a big milestone it was easier doing things and sort of compartmentalizing when you're doing it in the same place it's it's almost like harder to be like oh sorry i can't see you tonight i've got other plans and yeah, it can get a bit, bit complicated. So on holiday, it's very much just like, you can do what you like, I can do what I like. And then afterwards, let's talk about it. Um, I do I think- like that's the best way on holiday. Yeah. You kind of need the freedom. You need the freedom. Um, or if someone, if one of you is going away, then the other person can have that freedom back at home. Um, but you have yes. to sort of figure out yeah. really what you want. I think if you are if you don't want to know at all, if you don't want to have that conversation afterwards or no during or anything, I feel like it's very dangerous to go into non-monogamy like that. You need to almost yeah. have complete transparency. Otherwise, uh-huh. mistrust um, develops. Definitely. And that's that's not that's not great there are of course like boundaries and limits you can put up and be like okay cool i don't want to know any more of that but thank you for telling me what you've told me already mm-hmm. um and it's also like listening to yourself and not tr- trying to pretend to be okay with it because you the other person wants you to be okay with it if something does yeah. hurt or something does feel a bit different talk about or it. wrong talk about it even if it's something weird even if it's like okay it's fine that you you fucked her but i didn't like that you kissed her you know it could be something like that or like mm-hmm. um it's fine that you like gave that person head but just going over there and having a cuddle session yeah that makes me feel uncomfortable so it just it so depends like really listen yeah. to yourself um and really listen to what the other person has to say as well and you have to be so communicative when mm-hmm. you do non-monogamy yeah like, yeah you just, I mean, you should be anyway in a monogamous relationship, mm-hmm. but I think non-monogamy creates a lot of success in relationships because it allows for open communication about 
all feelings like you don't have to hide feeling jealous you don't Mm -hmm. have to hide feeling insecure you know you just put it on the forefront and you talk it through and figure out how it's going to work for both of you yeah when it's out there there is room for processing and again compromise and learning how to Mm -hmm. make things better for the other person it's never just a case of like i wanted to do this so you have to deal with it it's very much just like okay well how does that make you feel how can i do this better next time how can i am i am i boring you florence (laughs) no it was the morning (laughs) (laughs) yeah you nearly made me yawn then i was like it's just early it's 9am come on yeah it's late over here man no bro (laughs) you should be yawning because it's late yeah i'm ready to clock off bro (laughs) um (laughs) We're such pussies, man. I swear. You caught me mid yawn as well, so I didn't even get to complete it. Thanks. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's so shit. That's like a half sneeze. Yeah, literally. So yeah, that was great. That was a really great learning curve for Sam and I. And we, we're we still trying to figure out non-monogamy and what that's like back here with each other. Um uh, and I can't I can't push him or rush things because I, just because I'm used to it. I mean, actually, it's even so totally different with another person. It's a whole different learning game um, and trying to figure each other out. So, yeah, it's just taking baby steps. Don't just jump into it and fuck somebody. It's like baby steps, hypotheticals. How would you feel if somebody bought me a drink at a bar? How would you feel if I went on a date with somebody? How would you feel if I met someone on a night out and had a kiss and that was it? You know, it's it's a lot of... Yeah, trying to figure it out. Um, And also taking risks as well. I think there was a lot of worry around how we would feel once we fucked other people. Um, But kind of once you do it, the, the anxiety and the fear is so great before you do it. Once you do it, you're a bit like, oh, okay, this isn't actually as bad as I thought it was gonna be. I really thought it I was really gonna be isn't. Mm. Yeah, it's so weird, all the feelings um, that you kind of think, you always project onto yourself how you're going to feel about a certain situation. Mm -hmm. But when it actually happens, it's never what you think it's going to be. It's never as bad. We've had a little break, which has been a nice nice summer nice summer break um and la was incredible it has been lovely yes yeah having a break has been amazing we've been getting over burnout we have been living it large in the sunshine and just <laughs> everyone needs to have a break from work that's the moral of the story Yes, and we we get that break from the podcast twice a year now, which is lovely. Yeah, and I'm sure there's going to be more juice to spill on the next episode. But until then, curious fuckers, make sure you go and rate and leave a review for the podcast if you loved it. And I'm sure that you were excited about us being back after our little break. Yes, if you want to see our LA vlogs, that will be on our YouTube channel very soon. And of course, we'll have the video up where we do shoot with Sunday Morning View and where we look all sexy. (laughs) <laughs> oh yes, nude photographs, don't mind if I do. If you want to keep up to date with us, we are of course on Instagram and we have our personal accounts, X and Florence Bark. We are also on OnlyFans if you want to see our potatties. Say what? <laughs> 
Um, and of course, we have merch, merchandise as well. The Curious Fuckers Club merch. So check that out at comecurious.co.uk. And we will all see you next Thursday. Love you all. Bye. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.